Section six of A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy by Lawrence Stern. Section six. In the Street, Calais i never finished a twelve-guinea bargain so expeditiously in my life my time seemed heavy upon the loss of the lady and knowing every moment of it would be as two till i put myself into motion i ordered post-horses directly and walked towards the hotel lord said i hearing the town clock strike four and recollecting that i had been little more than a single hour in calais what a large volume of adventures may be grasped within this little span of life by him who interests his heart in everything and who having eyes to see what time and chance are perpetually holding out to him as he journeyeth on his way misses nothing he can fairly lay his hands on if this won't turn out something another will no matter tis an assay upon human nature i get my labour for my pains tis enough the pleasure of the experiment has kept my senses and the best part of my blood awake and laid the gross to sleep i pity the man who can travel from dan to beersheba and cry tis all barren and so it is and so is all the world to him who will not cultivate the fruits it offers i declare said i clapping my hands cheerily together that were i in a desert i would find out wherewith in it to call forth my affections if i could not do better i would fasten them upon some sweet myrtle or seek some melancholy cypress to connect myself to i would court their shade and greet them kindly for their protection i would cut my name upon them and swear they were the loveliest trees throughout the desert if their leaves withered i would teach myself to mourn and when they rejoiced i would rejoice along with them the learned smell fungus travelled from boulogne to paris from paris to rome and so on but he set out with the spleen and jaundice and every object he passed by was discoloured or distorted he wrote an account of them but twas nothing but the account of his miserable feelings i met smell fungus in the grand portico of the pantheon he was just coming out of it tis nothing but a huge cockpit said he i wish you had said nothing worse of the venus of medicis replied i for in passing through florence i had heard he had fallen foul upon the goddess and used her worse than a common strumpet 
without the least provocation in nature i popped upon smell fungus again at turin in his return home and a sad tale of sorrowful adventures had he to tell wherein he spoke of moving accidents by flood and field and of the cannibals that each other eat the anthropophagi he had been flayed alive and bedevilled and used worse than saint bartholomew at every stage he had come at i'll tell it cried smell fungus to the world you had better tell it said i to your physician mundungus with an immense fortune made the whole tour going on from rome to naples from naples to venice from venice to vienna to dresden to berlin without one generous connection or pleasurable anecdote to tell of but he had travelled straight on looking neither to his right hand nor his left lest love or pity should seduce him out of his road peace be to them if it is to be found but heaven itself were it possible to get there with such tempers would want objects to give it every gentle spirit would come flying upon the wings of love to hail their arrival nothing would the souls of smell fungus and mundungus hear of but fresh anthems of joy fresh raptures of love and fresh congratulations of their common felicity i heartily pity them they have brought up no faculties for this work and were the happiest mansion in heaven to be allotted to smell fungus and mundungus they would be so far from being happy that the souls of smell fungus and mundungus would do penance there to all eternity montreuil i had once lost my portmanteau from behind my chaise and twice got out in the rain and one of the times up to the knees in dirt to help the postilion to tie it on without being able to find out what was wanting nor was it till i got to montreuil upon the landlord's asking me if i wanted not a servant that it occurred to me that that was the very thing a servant that i do most sadly quoth i because monsieur said the landlord there is a clever young fellow who would be very proud of the honour to serve an englishman but why an english one more than any other they are so generous said the landlord i'll be shot if this is not a livre out of my pocket quoth i to myself this very night but they have wherewithal to be so monsieur added he set down one livre more for that quoth i 
it was but last night said the landlord camillore anglais présentait un écu à la fille de chambre tant pis pour mademoiselle janaton said i now janaton being the landlord's daughter and the landlord supposing i was young in french took the liberty to inform me i should not have said tant pis but tant mieux tant mieux toujours monsieur said he when there is anything to be got tant pis when there is nothing it comes to the same thing said i pardonnez-moi said the landlord i cannot take a fitter opportunity to observe once for all that tant pis and tant mieux being two of the great hinges in french conversation a stranger would do well to set himself right in the use of them before he gets to paris a prompt french marquis at our ambassador's table demanded of mr h if he was h the poet no said mr h mildly tant pis replied the marquis it is h the historian said another tant mieux said the marquis and mr h who is a man of an excellent heart returned thanks for both when the landlord had set me right in this matter he called in la fleur which was the name of the young man he had spoke of saying only first that as for his talents he would presume to say nothing monsieur was the best judge what would suit him but for the fidelity of la fleur he would stand responsible in all he was worth the landlord delivered this in a manner which instantly set my mind to the business i was upon and la fleur who stood waiting without in that breathless expectation which every son of nature of us have felt in our turns came in montreuil i am apt to be taken with all kinds of people at first sight but never more so than when a poor devil comes to offer his service to so poor a devil as myself and as i know this weakness i always suffer my judgment to draw back something on that very account and this more or less according to the mood i am in and the case and i may add the gender too of the person i am to govern when la fleur entered the room after every discount i could make for my soul the genuine look and air of the fellow determined the matter at once in his favour so i hired him first and then began to inquire what he could do but i shall find out his talents quoth i as i want them besides a frenchman can do everything now poor la fleur could do nothing in the world but beat a drum and play a march or two upon the fife 
i was determined to make his talents do and can't say my weakness was ever so insulted by my wisdom as in the attempt la fleur had set out early in life as gallantly as most frenchmen do with serving for a few years at the end of which having satisfied the sentiment and found moreover that the honour of beating a drum was likely to be its own reward as it opened no further track of glory to him he retired terre and lived comme il plaisait à dieu that is to say upon nothing and so quoth wisdom you have hired a drummer to attend you in this tour of yours through france and italy Pshaw, said i and do not one half of our gentry go with a humdrum compagnon du voyage the same round and have the piper and the devil and all to pay besides when man can extricate himself with an equivoque in such an unequal match he is not ill off but you can do something else la fleur said i oh oui he could make spatter dashes and play a little upon the fiddle bravo said wisdom why i play a bass myself said i we shall do very well you can shave and dress a wig a little la fleur he had all the dispositions in the world it is enough for heaven said i interrupting him and ought to be enough for me so supper coming in and having a frisky english spaniel on one side of my chair and a french valet with as much hilarity in his countenance as ever nature painted in one on the other i was satisfied to my heart's content with my empire and if monarchs knew what they would be at they might be as satisfied as i was End of section six. Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey.